what powerful testimonies we've just heard. Um, two powerful stories. I was, I was almost in tears just then, listening to those two stories and just how God is speaking into each of their lives. And the other thing I re- I'm, I'm just really enjoying today is singing, being able to sing in church again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the worship team's been singing out the front. We've been kind of humming and wanting to be there and whether you can wear a face mask or not, but it's been lovely to be doing that. So let's just pray and just come into this space as we hear God's word for today. A gracious, loving God, we just ask that you open up our hearts, you open up our minds to your Holy Spirit. May your Holy Spirit be upon us today, opening your words that we find in the Bible to speak to us, to allow us to know you wholeheartedly. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Well, this is our Easter service, and it's also the service where we wrap up our preaching series on Mark's Gospel. We've been taking, and it's actually taking uh, 45 messages that we've done through the series to look at Mark's Gospel in its entirety. Um, and we've been, we're right in the last chapter, which is chapter 16, um, 16 chapters, 45 messages. You can see we've broken it down, had a look at it in, you know, in depth here. Um, and, and we're going to be looking at the end of uh, Mark's Gospel, which is the resurrection story. It's the resurrection story, and, it's, and that's why it's Easter Sunday, but it's also a story of sending out. See, this is, for, for Jesus, this is the culmination of his ministry. This is, this is the greatest work of redemption um, that is made complete through his his crucifixion, his death, and his resurrection to life, and then the sending out. See, the thing is, when we come to Easter, so often we, we read passages on the Easter story from different parts of the Gospels. Uh, there are four Gospels, and we put them together, and we make a whole package. But it's really important for us to sit in one Gospel and let that writer tell us the story. Not that we don't want to hear the complete story that happens, that's really important. But for us at the moment, we really wanted to know what were the words, the ways and the works of Jesus Christ through Mark's gospel, specifically talking into this. We didn't want to have it intermingled with um, other parts of the, the other gospels coming together. We wanted to hear what Mark was really saying, just in its entirety. So we're going to put up the words on the screens for us as we read through Mark 16, verse 1 to 8. So let it speak to us. So Saturday evening, when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. On the way, they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. And when they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe, sitting on the right-hand side, and the women were shocked. But the angel said, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth? Who was crucified? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where his body lay, laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. The women fled from the tomb, trembling and bewildered, and they said nothing to anyone because they were too frightened. Then they briefly reported all this to Peter and his companions, and afterwards Jesus himself sent them out from east to west 
with the sacred and unfailing message of salvation that gives eternal life. Amen. What a wonderful and beautiful and appropriate wrapping up of the Gospel of Mark. And as we've said right at the beginning, Mark's gospel is sort of like a summary, like a movie, an action movie. It goes, it comes quickly. There's not a lot of sitting in spaces. And this is a classic example of Mark's writing of being really quick to the point and showing us. And that's why so often when we are at Easter time, we're using a reading, say, from whether it's from John or from Matthew, just gives a, a fleshes this out. But Mark is really important. There's some key things. And I think it's really important for us to actually, you know, take this into to consideration that as those women were coming to the tomb, their expectation was that Jesus was still dead. Their expectation was he was still in that tomb. Their expectation is they were bringing the spices to anoint him, to remove the smell, was he was still dead. So when they come to the tomb and see the stone rolled away and nobody there in the tomb except an angel, their expectations were blown wide open. They were challenged as to their preconceived notions of what happened. They'd listened, they'd heard about Jesus and the disciples had heard that he'd said he'd have to come back from the dead. All of these things. And yet they weren't expecting this moment. And I think this is the thing. We don't always expect God to be there, but God is there for us. God is always challenging us, encouraging us, opening us up. I want to explore four things, specifically from this passage for us today, that, will, that actually will help each and every one of us, whether, whether we haven't even said yes to Jesus or whether we've said yes to Jesus many years ago and we're just following along in faith within Jesus. There are four things that will just open up our journey for us. And the first is this, is that the angel proclaimed Jesus' resurrection, that he is alive. So we don't worship a God who is buried in a tomb. We don't worship a God that is just left hanging on a cross. We don't worship a God that is dead, but we worship a God that he is alive and continue to be alive and continue to work within our lives it's not, a, it's not a faith that is stuck all those years ago. It's a faith that is alive here and now. And the testimonies we heard today are testimonies of God working in people's lives. It's God is alive in, in us and changes us, renews us, restores us. Unexpectedly, profoundly, everything changes. It's a challenge for us. Do we have a faith that is dead? Or do we have a faith that is alive? Do we have a faith that seeks the open possibilities or do we have a faith that shuts down? See, I want to proclaim in my life that my faith is alive because Jesus is alive. I want to proclaim that and own that. And see, when the angel said, he is alive, he made the next important statement, which is an important statement for us. He said, come see for yourself. And that is so important for us when it comes to our faith, when it comes to saying yes to Jesus or, or just actually exploring into the Scriptures some more, that we actually need to know that not only when other people say it, 
that it is true for us. See, these women, they were so stuck in the moment that Jesus should have died that when the angel proclaimed that he was alive, they said, come and see, understand for yourself. See, this invitation is not only for the women, it's for each and every one of us to come and see for yourself who Jesus really is, the risen, conquering king. Not to rely on others, not to rely, but to personally understand. It also challenges us to let go of the secular world's view, distorted view of who Jesus is and what Christianity is about and let Jesus guide us. To let the words found in the gospel guide our lives. To let the patterns of behaviour that Jesus did to guide our lives. To see the risen Jesus Christ as King and Lord of all things for yourself. If you really want to know who Jesus is, I want to encourage you. One of, one of, our, one of our team here at New Beginnings would love to read the Bible with you. The best way to know who Jesus is to actually enter into his words and to read the Bible with you. They would love to read the Bible and explore who, for you, yourself in this moment, who the real Jesus is for you. This is an invitation. It's not just to see an empty tomb, but it's an invitation to see the risen Christ, to see Jesus complete and whole. It's more than believing in that empty tomb. It's believing in Jesus. Believing in Jesus. Come and see. And then what did the, the angel tell the women to do? What did the angel tell the women to do? He said, now go and tell. See, it's not just about personal faith. It's not just about seeing and knowing for yourself. It's about going and telling. The angel invited the women in, see for themselves, but then charged them to go and tell, and specifically to go and tell the other disciples, and I love this, and especially to go and tell Peter. On Good Friday, we explored and had a look at Peter's denial and how he denied Jesus three times leading up to his, his crucifixion and how it broke his heart and how he wept. See, the angel is actually telling the women to go and, and tell people, Peter because his heart is broken, to actually open it up. And, and there's a few things for us. See, what, what this is telling us is that God wants you to know that you are not forsaken, no matter what you have done, no matter what things you've said, no matter whether you've denied Jesus, you are not forsaken. God is there for you. Jesus is there for you. You are not forsaken. And God also wants to know, wants to tell you through this invitation, through who Jesus is, that you are forgiven. You are forgiven through Christ's action. And see, then, we, then the, the gospel wraps up. And wraps up pretty much, in a nutshell, what it means to be a disciple. Over this preaching series, we've looked at what it means to, to, that the disciples needed to learn to recognise that Jesus was the Messiah. And then once they recognised that, that Jesus was the Messiah, he needed to teach them what being the Messiah was all about. And then the last couple of weeks, we've been teaching and looking at how Jesus showed and did the work of the Messiah, of the saving of his people through his death on the cross and resurrection. And basically, Mark's gospel wraps up with this commission to the disciples and to all of us. He gives them a job. 
Jesus gives them a job to do. And, and we all have that job. And it says this, and then briefly reported all this to Peter and his companions. Afterwards, Jesus himself then sent them out from east to west. So everywhere, whenever the Bible talks about the east to the west, it is out everywhere with a sacred, that is, this message of Jesus Christ, an unfailing message of salvation that gives eternal life. We know we have eternal life if we believe and trust in Jesus Christ and what he has done for us on the cross. And today I want to encourage you to look and see for yourself. And when you've seen, to go and tell others about what you've seen. To understand the job that Jesus has for each and every one of us. That there is a sacred and unfailing message of salvation that gives eternal life that is found in Jesus Christ, who is crucified, who is buried, and rose again. So let me just pray for you right now. Oh, Lord, you just are opening our hearts at the moment. You are opening our hearts to, to your message. May we see who you are for us. May we see the life change following Jesus has made in people's lives. May we want to see that in ourselves. May we see Jesus Christ wholeheartedly come upon us, that we are more people, more like Jesus each and every day. Oh God, we just pray that you will open our hearts and our minds and say, yes, you're our Lord and Saviour. Yes, I want that eternal life. Yes, I want to claim this for myself. And I pray this in your holy name. Amen.